Welcome to the Gen Z Stoic Podcast, where every week we strive to lead younger generations on a path to virtue through the insight of Stoic teachings and personal stories from our lives as Gen Z Stoics. It is in our power to have no opinion about a thing and not to be disturbed in our soul. The things themselves have no natural power to form our judgments. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about opinions, uh, Stoics' views on opinions, and our our perspective that not everybody actually deserves an opinion. And not only that, but we don't. Even those who really deserve an opinion, have an informed opinion, don't always need to express it. Right? We live in a society where it feels like we see something on the news, on social media. Um, we're talking with our friends, with our family. And we need to comment on that thing. We need to have an opinion on it. We need to even go so far as to be right about everything, it seems like at times. And the Stoics, as you can see through Marcus Aurelius's quote that we led with, the Stoics believe that having an opinion on absolutely everything was terrible for your soul, for your mind, and just for the overall peace within your life. And it makes sense, right? If you think about within your life, it's obviously good to be informed. But if you're somebody who always walks through life and needs to comment on this thing or have this opinion about some random thing that you heard about, you're going to find yourself getting into a lot of pointless arguments. And pointless arguments cause a lot of stress. They cause a lot of frustration and they cause a lot of anger. And these are three negative emotions that, um, while it sometimes are a natural part of life, don't have to be when it comes to opinions. And the solution to that is not always expressing opinions and even going so far as saying I don't care or I don't know at times and not having an opinion on that matter. And so that's what we're going to discuss today. Yes. And so you brought up the point that, you know, Stoics saw an opinion is sort of the source of, you know, misery. It, it, it sort of brings a lot of stress. And that's certainly true because as soon as we formulate an opinion, whether it's, you know, informed or not, uh, regardless, that's going to foster a situation where we sort of take an objective situation and we now start to view it. Uh, we start, we can label it as wrong, bad, good, whatever because of the opinion that we automatically are going to have um, for whatever situation it is. And also, I also believe that we do live in a generation now where we think that it's more important to voice how we feel than it is to stay quiet. And I'd actually argue against that. I certainly think there is an argument to be made that it's important to talk about your feelings, but in the right setting. I don't think, I think there is a very specific time and place in which we should be talking about our opinions um, and most of the time that is not going to be true. I think that really should be more for a private setting instead of in professional settings where we're having um, a, an argue, a, a civil debate or just a conversation around any topic. There's no need to bring opinions into it because then that automatically sort of goes against the stoic principle of keeping things logical and more starting to bring emotion into an argument. And that is something that the stoics would not be OK with. Mm -hmm. And I think it's ironic to me that the Stoics really gained traction, they gained foundation. We talked about all the way back in episode one, when they took Stoicism from Greece to Rome by arguing against certain taxes. They had opinions and they argued strongly for them. And that's how Stoicism kind of gained traction in Rome. And I would say is a large reason why we know Stoicism for what it is now in the modern era. But they still had the opinion that not every not everything needs an opinion. Not everything is important to have an argument for or against. And even when you do have an opinion at times to silence that opinion, just keep it to yourself. 
And as humans, it's really hard to judge those moments in terms of when it's appropriate to express your opinion and when maybe it's inappropriate. It's very hard as a human being to kind of temper that ability. You know, as humans, we want to fight for what we believe in. And that's obviously an important skill, an important thing to do. Be passionate for what you believe in. But then you don't have to believe in everything. There are certain things we talked last week about values, right? There are certain things that align with your values that you always, always want to argue for. But not everything is going to align with those things. And for me, someone who's gone through like the speech and debate cycle, I've realized that having a debate over every single topic is terrible. We don't function as a society when we have to debate every single issue. When there are big key issues, and this is where we get into like politics or policies or just how we treat one another, obviously there are things that should be debated and there's merits to and for both sides of an argument. But when it comes down to like nitty gritty day-to-day things, it's not something where you need a strong opinion on or you need to debate with your friends. Like we can boil it down all the way to like the most trivial thing, like where am I going to go to lunch with my friends for the day? And you might have the opinion, right? Or the strong desire to like go get pizza, but your friend wants to get sushi. That's a time where it's obviously inappropriate. And so you start with those small trivial moments in terms of not having an opinion. And that's kind of where you build up from, right? It's very easy as a human being to not have an opinion when it comes to where are we going to go for lunch today? And even if you do have an opinion, silence that and maybe let your friend choose. That's an easy step to take. What's not easy is when it gets to those like big picture political issues and maintaining your composure. And where I want to talk about is where that stems from. And that's how we form our opinions in Gen Z, especially as it relates to those big picture issues. Well, exactly. And we can start um, by talking about social media. I think specifically where we were looking at the statistics of how Generation Z, we, how we get our news uh, and the one that we will also I'll talk about one and then you can build off of the other. But the first one that I noticed was since the generation, the boomer generation, um, about 48 percent of boomers never got their news from social media. And now only about 11 percent of Generation Z does not. So, you know, that that's a pretty big change. And also over half, about half of our generation daily, once a day gets um our news from social media but you had a statistic yeah about that as well we were looking at morning consult which is um a polling kind of organization that i really enjoy reading some of their polls that from april data that 68 percent of gen z gets like their news from social media like weekly like once a week they're going to look to social media for news whereas about 30 percent of them are going to look at like traditional news sites whether it's like nbc fox cnn like a traditional like media, you have news anchors, they look at it that way. So double, our generation, double the amount of people get their news from social media as compared to like what previous generations have gotten their news from. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, if it's the convenient way to access it, it's better that you look at something. You're going to be more informed if you look at something than nothing. But the problem with social media is that it's an algorithm that is preying upon your emotions. And it's not necessarily truthful. Now, I'm somebody who even like CNN, NBC, traditional media outlets aren't always truthful as well. So we can't just say, you know, social media has a lot of misinformation and then cast it aside. That doesn't hold merit. But what we can say is that the algorithms prey on your emotions more than traditional news does. Because traditional both do it, 
but social media is literally a constant cycle of like 30 second clips that are meant to get you riled up. You go to the comment sections, you duke it out with somebody and then you move on and you do it again and again and again and again. And it's just a repetitive cycle where you form an opinion on everything you see and then it gets you riled up and it gets you emotional. And that's, and those two are tied together, right? Those opinions are tied to the emotion, to the emotional state of being. And so that's where social media kind of has its pitfalls with our generation is that we've talked in depth about how much I hate TikTok and I absolutely hate TikTok. I'm going to express it again. It is such a terrible app. And somebody who's gone to high school, done speech and debate, is very politically motivated, has a lot of political discussions. I've seen firsthand how many people just get, just see something on TikTok, say it as a truthful statistic and use it in an argument and don't think twice about how it could be not truthful how it could be skewed and they just go forward believing that this is the absolute objective truth and that's my opinion and that's why I'm going to back it up. And that's where the problem kind of stems from within Generation Z. Because in previous generations, at least they kind of, it seemed like we're more informed. They use traditional media outlets. They had newspapers. And during that time, media was less politically motivated, less motivated to lie to you. And so they were more well-informed and they used a variety of sources. Now, because there and it's kind of the duality of social media, right? Because it's so convenient, many of our generation, as exemplified by the statistics, just get their news purely from social media. Like a large percentage of our generation gets their news purely from social media. And whereas news anchors have to have some basis for what they say, people on social media don't. You could have some dude who's sitting in his basement lie about some random thing post it and then people are going to take that as fact just because they saw it on social media and that's where the problem stems from because it's not verified um it's not really well checked out and yet you're going to take that as something that's just 100 percent truth and then use it for your argument use it for your opinion and that's where not only like checking your opinion at the door but being informed with your opinion matters and so if you're getting your opinion from social media I would advise you like check out some other news source, verify the information you see before you want to go express that opinion, because it's fine to get, you know, riled up a little bit. It's it's OK to see something that disgusts you is like inhumane or something and be like, oh, this like, you know, get upset about it because you're a human being. That's fine. But go check out that that's the truth. Go check out that it's something that you're going to actually have a leg to stand on before you go get into these pointless arguments, especially on social media, because social media fuels the pointless arguments that we were talking about in terms of the harms. Because like I said, you scroll through, you see a video, maybe somebody posts an opinion, and then there's like two camps where some people agree with it and some people don't. And it's just this viral moment. And so what you do is you go in the comments, you argue with people, and then you close your phone off and you think like it's fine. But in reality, you're just fueling the cycle of like endless opinion and division because that's ultimately where it ends up. We're going to talk about harms in more depth after we kind of get through how we form opinions. But the biggest harm that we are adding up to is division in our society. And that and that's where we're that's really where we're headed. Um, you can't look at specifically when we're talking about America. You can't look at America today and say we are not scarily, scarily divided. Right. It's frightening how divided we are as a country. And it comes from us having an opinion about everything. We have an opinion about everything and therefore we classify ourselves in our opinions and then think we can't associate with the people who have different opinions. That's where a large segment of our population is. And it's scary. And it's something that I think the Stoics kind of foresaw when they said that we don't need to have an opinion about everything. 
Because if every single person on the planet had an opinion about every single thing on the planet, we wouldn't be able to get along. We wouldn't be able to coexist. How we do that is we set our differences aside and we work together and we don't have to have an opinion on everything. We just coexist and we get along. Well, Marcus Aurelius says he says everything we hear is an opinion, not a fact, and that everything we see is a perspective and not a truth. And that that coincides with the quote that says, we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. And I stand by that statement. And I use that quote almost daily when I'm trying to explain something to people about perspective or opinion, because ultimately that's the truth. Our opinions shape our view of the world. You know, I don't think any person has ever perfectly been able to view the world objectively, objectively simply for what it is, because it's in our nature to formulate opinions that are going to shift our view of the world one way or another on the smallest scale, whether we like it or not. But I'd like to go back to the point that you made about the algorithm with social media, especially the big difference. And, and this is why it's a problem. Yes, social media is a much quicker access to information. But the difference between social media and traditional news um, like, you know, Fox, NBC, whatever, is that social media is not only just consumption, but it's also interactive. And that's where the algorithm comes from, is if you see a video that you like and also especially our generation, we had the tendency to conform to group thought almost in any situation. We are so easily manipulated by others' opinions. And that that's a problem because if we're manipulated by others' opinions, how can we ever firmly stand in our own? And who knows what anybody believes if we're always shifting our opinion to one thing or another. And I bring this up because this is especially prominent in comment sections. And this can be on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, any sort of social media you'll think you agree with something, but then as soon as you view the comment section and you see a mass group of people saying otherwise, then maybe you'll start to question your your belief and that you should start conforming to what they think because the mass are saying this. That's also drastically different than just a traditional news source because you simply consume. Sure, you can be sitting in a living room with your family or maybe even a friend or so, and they'll say an opinion, but you know, it's, it's a lot different than seeing thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of opinions all at once. Because social media is so overstimulating and you can see so much so quick, that is also why it's unreliable. It doesn't give you time to think about what you just saw. We're registering things so quickly that we're not actually taking the time to formulate and logically think about what we just consumed. And we're on to one thing after the next. I mean, we can scroll through thousands of videos in maybe an hour. There, in no way is that ever going to be healthy. Like on the news, you'll see a few stories for about an hour of streaming and then we're done. And then we actually get to sit, process and think about it. I'm not arguing that the news is great. I'm not arguing for one or another. I'm just trying to state the differences between the two and why. Because our generation has become so dependent on social media that how that's also starting to dictate the way we live our lives and formulate our opinions. Again, quoting Aurelius, he has a lot to say about opinions, but he says the opinion of 10,000 men is of no value if none of them know anything about the subject. And so also, if we're simply formulating our opinions based off of what others believe without actually dwelling into our own research about it, well, that's not going to do us any better at all. Because as soon as we get into an argument with an opinion that we've based off of others' opinions without actually researching it, People are going to say, well, where did you find that information? And you're going to say, oh, well, other people were saying it, so it must be true. That is probably the worst ar the worst argument that you could ever make. Oh, I heard it from someone else. Oh, I saw it somewhere. Instead of saying, just having concrete facts to back up your argument. And so while we do say that you know not everyone deserves an opinion, I think 
and I know we sort of disagreed on this earlier, but I think everyone deserves an opinion, but not everybody deserves a say, because I think inherently we're all going to have our own opinions and judgments about everything. However, having a say is different because I agree with that we shouldn't be voicing these opinions all the time. We need to know when is the right place and the right time to actually talk about this. And also, even if we do have an opinion on something, it's it takes a lot more courage to say, I actually am not well informed on this topic, so I'd rather not say anything than to just speak freely and openly without having actual you know, credentials or knowledge to back it up. Right. And I think where we disagree on that is when you say that, I believe that you don't have an opinion, like you don't even have an opinion. And so that's where we disagree is like where whether we should have the opinions, but not the say or whether we should just start at the root and not have an opinion on some things. And I believe that some things don't require an opinion. I think some things are either just an objective truth that we should all agree upon or something that is so trivial within your life. It's something that's out of your control that even having an opinion is not valuable within the context of your life. And I would like to take a step back and use an analogy in terms of like forming opinions. I feel like a lot of people hear us kind of talk down upon social media and kind of get tired of that. And so I'm going to use an analogy here of like when you are, if you own a car, right, and you're doing work on your car, you're fixing something with the car and there's just these variety of like wrenches and other tools and maybe you don't know how to use something or like you don't know how to even change your wipers or something like that. That's sort of like when when you have an opinion, right? When you're forming an opinion, right? Because you see the object or the tool that you want to use and you think about, hmm, how would we use this tool? Like what is the application for it? And so one of two things happens in that situation. You, you decide what the use is for it and you use it. And it either works or it doesn't work. And if it works, then your opinion of that object is that's its function. And if it doesn't work, you keep continually using it until it works. And then again, that's your opinion of what the function of that object is, what that the purpose is. But then somebody else might come along, you know, you take it to the shop, somebody else, a mechanic works on your car, and there's a completely different function for it. So you have two different opinions, but both work. And that's sort of how formulating an opinion is in terms of you have your preset beliefs, you take it to whatever outlet you're getting your news from or the person you're talking to about something. It doesn't even have to be political, right? And then if what they say aligns with your beliefs and it works for you, boom, that becomes your opinion. If it doesn't work, then you go to somebody else until it works for you and it becomes your opinion. Where we're going with Gen Z is that taking it back to the car, when you have that tool, now there's YouTube where thousands of videos, thousands of different people can show you how that tool works. And they're all many of them are going to be different. Many of them may be truthful. Some might be not truthful. And then some might just be intentionally like harmfully facetious in terms of lying to you and then you damage your car. And that's how forming an opinion now in the age of social media works, right? Whatever topic it is, it seems like since everybody has to have an opinion on it, there's going to be hundreds to thousands of videos and just simply content on the topic you're searching for. Some of them are going to be truthful. Some of them are going to be untruthful and that may be unintentional. And then some are going to be intentionally untruthful and are trying to harm society. And that's where we're currently at. And so in that car scenario, what's the best option, right? Go to the mechanic and get it from somebody who's a trusted source, somebody who you know is going to give you the proper information. Or maybe it's like a family friend. And the same thing operates for when you have an opinion on anything else, go to something that you know is going to be truthful and something that you know is not going to lead you astray. 
And that's hard to do in today's society and requires a lot of effort, but it's worth it because would you rather be somebody who is constantly well-informed on, you know, many things, but on some things you just, you, you may not have the information. So you take a step back and say, like you said, you say, I'm not informed. I'm not going to have an opinion. Or are you going to be somebody who just wants to know everything, have an opinion on everything, argue with everyone? It seems like a really terrible existence if you walk through life and you have to disagree with certain people, close them off in your life and argue all the time. And so that's what the harms of having an opinion are. And that's how it specifically relates to Generation Z. That's why it's such a big issue is because of the social media factor. I'm not denying that it wasn't an issue in previous generations, but as with most problems, social media exacerbated the issue. It made it 10 times worse. And that's why we're currently fighting against that. And stoicism has a very important push against that by saying that straight up, you don't need to have an opinion on everything. And it doesn't matter whether you're a form or not. You just don't need to have an opinion on everything. And there are times, even when you do have an opinion on the thing, you just need to be quiet. And that's what we're arguing here today. Exactly. And I think you're right. We do not need to have an opinion on everything. And I think, you know, back just back to that first point real quick. We The reason we were disagreeing, I think we have the same ideology that we're talking about. We're just expressing it in a different way. I think inherently everybody's going to have an initial judgment and that could be classified as opinion. And I think that's there's no problem with that. But like you said, not everybody needs to be voicing it all the time, right? I think that we can both come to a common ground and agree that there is no reason that 100% of the time everybody needs to be voicing their initial thoughts, judgments, opinions, or whatever on any topic. Also, I would like to say, uh, going back to social media, that um, I mentioned earlier that it was overstimulating because of how many opinions you can see at once, and that doesn't allow you to you know, process every single piece of information but also and this is why it's drastically different and a lot more harmful than the news is because we often see videos or pictures without any context or without any background information and you know on the news they will provide you know a brief synopsis of the date time who when where but on social media it's very easy to to just come across a video let's use this for example we'll see like a street fight on social media um with zero context, you just see two people fighting and then everyone has to have their own opinion already. Nobody knows the reason they were fighting. Nobody knows who is fighting. Nobody knows what they were fighting over. We simply just start to formulate our own opinions and that's become so normalized, which is why it's so harmful because then we start to formulate opinions based off of absolutely nothing. We come up with the, the first initial thought that pops into our brain that becomes the opinion over the matter and that becomes popularized and that can be very harmful um to young minds especially because you know as young adults and the increasing amount of younger and younger children that are getting access to social media at an earlier and earlier age the way that social media works is completely changing the minds of the youth in general not just how we think but what we think about also and we know that you know violence in social media and you know sexually explicit videos and whatnot being exposed to very young minds is so harmful and that alone and it's not social media isn't blatantly terrible we know that there are benefits and that there are also bad things to social media but the reason that we emphasize so heavily is because it's essentially become the way that the world networks social media has become how the world it's the world is dependent on social media without social media we would not be progressing as fast as a society as fast as we are and i think that's why we're so heavily emphasizing and reiterating and we keep it sounds repetitive at times but we keep talking about why social media needs to be 
better understood by individuals who are formulating an opinion specifically. Because if you don't understand what it's meant to do, how it works, then the opinions that you form aren't going to be rational in any way, shape or form. And, you know, we've talked about many times, you know, off camera and off the podcast, just about we walk around in our society and we see people completely brainwashed by these apps and by the and how they make you think. I'll give you an example. You know, even just the other day, I was sitting in the college, I was sitting at a dining hall and I overheard this conversation. And it seems that and I say this because I feel like we've lost our ability to just think for ourselves and to make decisions because of how social media has impacted our lives. So on a certain few apps, you can unfollow or unfriend a person. But now we've sort of, they were talking about how they couldn't unfollow or unfriend this person because if they saw them in real life, it would be awkward or it would be weird. And, you know, to me, someone who I, I try to view situations rationally, just logically, and there's a lot of times where people say they have a problem with social media and the the solution is in the problem. You know, they she said, I can't un- unadd or unfriend this person, even though I don't like them or don't talk to them, because when I see them in person, it's going to be awkward. And I was like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Social media, it's like we're we're losing the ability to be rational people and rational, rational beings. It, it sort of upsets me because I know that even 50, 20, 30, 50 years ago, the entire society would be laughing at us right now and just offering us the simple solutions. And that's also, and so to tie that back into opinions, the reason I say, and that we say that not everybody deserves an opinion is because when you have a society of people who think that way, you don't want those people making opinions. You don't want those people having opinions who base their entire ideology and their mindset off of something that has no structural foundation and that has no logical foundation whatsoever. It's simply just an emotional way of thinking. That's that's the big difference between our society and previous or, or our generation and previous generations. We have adopted an emotional, irrational way of thinking. Simply put, and social media is definitely one of the big factors in that. Right. And I think part of that issue, too, in terms of why people think that way is I think it starts with leadership. And I think whether it's celebrities or political leaders or just like people even in your community, they think the same way. And it starts with leadership. Like you think about, and I'm going to keep using political examples, even though I mean we're a pretty non-political show. But if you think about like our current leaders in politics, think about how many personal spats there are in politics, personal spats, especially um, within kind of like the past decade. Just think about how personal things have gotten, how we need to have an opinion on everything um politically yes but with each other's personal lives and that translates to politics where it's the same way in politics or celebrities who feel like they have a need to speak out against every little thing that's wrong even when it's hypocritical at times um i'm always reminded of ricky gervais like oscar it was i think it was the oscars when he hosted the oscars and he criticized celebrities for being hypocritical and speaking out against everything even when they were profiting off of some of the things they're speaking out against but it starts at leadership, right? Like when we, when the people we idolize, the people we see as leading our country, leading us forward, people who we should model ourselves off of, do the same thing, have an opinion on everything. We feel that to get to that stature, to get to that place, we need to do the same thing. And it may, it may be an unpopular opinion, 
But I feel like it would be so refreshing to us as a society if we had political leaders or celebrities who, you know, they get asked a question about something and they say, you know what, either they say, I'm not currently informed about that. I don't know enough about that to to say anything at the time. So I'm going to have a no comment on that. Or they say, you know, that's something that doesn't personally affect me. And so I feel like I have no business speaking on that. I feel like it would be so refreshing if we had leaders in our community and in our countries who said those things instead of making some BS up and saying that they had to absolutely have an opinion on everything, have to comment on everything and feel like they have to have all the answers 100% of the time. Now, it may be an unpopular opinion. I don't know if that's a common opinion or not, but it feels like at that point, then we become more human and we become better as a society for having people who we can exemplify who do that rather than people who want to be like inhuman and want to argue 100% of the time, have an opinion 100% of the time. And so that's why I feel like it starts at leadership because we currently don't have people who do that. And that's why we're seeing in our society, if we have nobody at the top who we want to be like, who is doing that, then nobody at the bottom is going to follow, mm-hmm. follow the example. No one is going to live like that because they're going to think that that's the way to get to the top is just argue your way there, disagree your way there, be viral your way there. And I think it's important to point out, right, as a podcast, we are an opinion-based podcast, but we set out the goal to not be viral. We don't want to be viral. We just want to say things that are truthful and things that honestly just help people. And I think that's kind of where you draw the line in terms of appropriate versus inappropriate opinions is when it's something that's just purely truthful and when it's something that's helpful, then express your opinion. But when it's something and and when you're informed, we feel like we're very informed on the things we talk about. We do our research before we air the podcast, before we record. And so we feel well informed. We feel like it's truthful and we feel like we're helping people. And so, you know, if you check those boxes, then sure, express your opinion, but still make sure to do it in a healthy way. And check before you express that opinion. If you check before you express that opinion and maybe you're not that informed or you don't know if it's 100% truthful or you don't know if it's helpful, then don't say it. Don't express it. And so that's where I think we kind of draw the line. Um, Voltaire, who was a kind of he was a 17th century French philosopher, has a really important quote about this delineation where he says that everything you say should be the truth, but not but the um, but you shouldn't say everything that is the truth. Right. Um and that means that some things are better left unsaid, even when they're truthful and something, but everything that you do express should be truthful. And so I think that's where we're kind of drawing the delineation here is that we've outlined kind of the harms of having an opinion, but that doesn't mean you need to hundred percent of the time, not have an opinion. Um, you always check me with like talking about stoic stressing balance. And I think that's what they're stressing here. Right. Um, it's just like when we had like, Um, We were talking about the six arguments against stoicism, and we said that people kind of interpret um, not caring about things you can't control as like not being passionate. And the same argument kind of may be thrown here, but it's the same um, kind of counter argument that we had, right? If we don't have an opinion about everything and we save our opinions for stuff that matters and stuff that we're passionate and care about, we're going to sound more genuine. And so we're going to push further with those opinions, and then we're going to leave the inefficient, the trivial opinions behind. And so that's where we kind of transition to like the benefits of saying, you know, I don't know, or I don't care or not have an opinion sometimes that makes your existing opinions. The ones that you keep means that they're genuine. They're the ones that you care about. And they're the ones that people are going to interpret and really take and run with. And they're going to use them in ways that opinions should be used. 
to make progress as a society, to make change, to facilitate a healthy conversation. And the unhealthy ones, the ones that you left behind are the ones that facilitate that arguing on social media, all the harms we talked about. And so, you know, you leave those ones in the dust and you take up the ones that make change and make progress and you become a leader. You become somebody who is well-respected and someone who's going to go very far in life. And so that's why I think it's important to talk about. And it's something that's clearly a huge benefit. Well, so my grandmother, she used to always say, uh, less is more. Simply put, less is more. And I think that that sort of reiterates that the quality of your work is more important than the quantity of your work. And the same thing is with your opinions. The quality of the opinions that you have is far more important than the amount of the opinions you have, especially like you were just saying, you know, the 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 opinions, the more you decide to keep to yourself, then the more important are the ones that you share. Because you know, your your for those are the important ones. Those those are the the very few that you're choosing to actually put out into the world. And so there's also this example. It's a it's like a thought ex like a philosophical thought experiment that I found uh not too long ago. And I remember so it's talking about how if a tree falls in a forest and nobody is around to hear it, does it actually make a sound? And the the idea behind that is is it doesn't matter if it does or not, because nobody is around to hear it and we don't know that it actually exists and we can't form an opinion about it. Right. So that that's sort of the point that I'm trying to make here is that it is to an extent our human nature that we're going to have opinions. But if nobody knows of about anything, then we don't have an opinion about it. And you sort of moved on a little bit not too long ago, but I would like to sort of touch on the social media aspect just one more time before I sort of say my closing statement. Um, but you were saying it was about leadership. There were the, the, a leadership was a big aspect of it. And I certainly agree. And I would also like to say, I think it's also has almost everything to do with culture now. So, so social media has created its own culture. You know, we have cancel culture or we have the um, people that become, you know, influencer, part of the influencer culture. And, you know, there, we know there's people who became famous for simply doing a dance on apps and just posting them. Right. And I think that's very interesting because even trying to, I, it's almost hard for me to view it objectively, but if I were to try and view it objectively, I would just say, what is the value? What, what is the value they're putting out into the world that allowed them to become well-known? You know, I don't think if Seneca had done some dance and posted it on TikTok, I don't think anybody would have cared. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just the, the, the complete, culture shock that social media has brought into our generation it also not only shocks our culture but what it does is it puts emphasis on again this is my opinion but i think we could both agree that we're sort of emphasizing and putting we're prioritizing the wrong things and by wrong things i mean things that bring less value into society than the more important you know like our our podcast is opinion based but it's also an interpretation of the oldest school of philosophy in the history of the world so we have well researched our topics but then we're interpreting we're uh interpreting it right we're interpreting it and we're trying to share our perspectives but that the point that i was trying to make about uh, that we are prioritizing the wrong things i feel that we've placed a lot of just simply material value and it's very surface level the things that we prioritize in value now i think we've sort of lost that traditional you know the staple aspects of life that allow us to be rational and just live more meaningful lives as people. We don't really think anymore. And that's also a product of social media because if the information is everywhere or if the directions to do something are everywhere, then why would we ever need to know how to do them in the first place? 
we hear that a lot, right? Especially in school. Oh, well, why would I need to learn this? We have calculators, we have Google, I can just look it up and find the answer. I think Stoicism emphasizes heavily against that because it's never been just about the answer or the end product. Stoicism has never emphasized an end result. It's all about the process. It's all about the evolution, the constant evolution. It's all about the growth, the ups and downs within the journey. It has never been about achieving something. All Stoicism is, is a guide to becoming your best self. But I have never actually read something in Stoicism about someone who was their best self. It's simply somebody who is still evolving, even at age 80, who is still evolving into a better version of themselves every day. Because we know at the end of the day, we're never going to be perfect or the best. We're never going to be perfect. That's the best way to put it. We're never going to be the best, most perfect person on the planet. But we can simply try to be the best version of ourselves every day. And so that's what I meant when we're prioritizing the wrong things. We're prioritizing the result, the money the end, the fame, but we're not prioritizing the actual hard work, the sweat, the blood, the tears that goes into those things. And so, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And I don't remember the exact quote, but it's um, in terms of the process, Seneca talks about like, we all recognize that we will probably never live up to be the best version of ourselves, but why would we aim at something less than that? Like, why would we set our sights on something less than the best version of ourselves? And so I think if we kind of relate that to the opinion-based thing, opinions are really knowledge-based, but in terms of knowledge, they're unreliable because opinions flip-flop all the time. They can be influenced by the tiniest of things. And so what you want to do is not rely upon your opinions, but rely upon your knowledge. And social media does not want you to do that because social media, especially if we have knowledgeable users, they're going to use social media less. But if we have users who are emotional and who want to just constantly change their opinion when they constantly have their opinion, they're going to feed right into the model of social media and they're going to generate profits for those companies. And those companies are profit driven. And so when you consume media, whether it's social media, whether it's, you know, a newspaper, it'd be really cool if we had members of our audience who read newspapers still. Um, I don't know. Or whether it's like traditional like TV news or something, whatever form of media you're getting your information from, or when you talk to your friends about some like trend or something like that, something that's kind of trivial, just I, I, I would go through that step by step kind of check, right? In terms of like the opinion, does it really matter? Is it within my control? Um, is it something that like it's valuable to take time to have an opinion on? Because that's another thing that I think we haven't highlighted. Opinions should take time. Well thought out, solid opinions take time to form. It's the same thing with your self-identity. Your opinions should be wrapped in your values, which is wrapped in your self-identity. And ev everything in that process takes time to form. So if your opinions that you're arguing for are something you form just from watching 30 seconds of social media content, it's probably not a strong opinion that you should be arguing for. It's not one that you should be outright expressing because you may see another 30-second clip that completely changes that opinion. And that's the nature of opinions, especially when they're formed on social media, is they're very unreliable. and so. Going back to like determining which opinions to keep and which ones to let go, the ones that you just formed five minutes ago are probably the ones you want to let go. The ones that you formed like a year ago through research and that you've held consistently for that year are the ones you want to keep because you know that those ones are very unlikely to change no matter what you see. Because you've seen the research that has backed it up, you're well informed, and you know that's an important enough for you to go forward and argue for it. And so that's the benefits. I'm going to um, I have other closing statements, but I think 
I also want to touch back on leadership. The same thing applies, right? If your opinions are wrapped kind of in your self-identity and what you argue for, what you value, strong opinions mean you're going to be a strong person. You're going to have a strong self-identity and that builds you as a leader. If we think about a room, right? I know a lot of people have probably been in this situation in some shape or form. You're in a room. It's a heated conversation. Are you going to be the person who calls somebody names and makes the situation worse? Are you going to be the person who stands up, um, you know, gets in between the two people who are arguing, says, you know what, guys, let's take a pause. Like, let's take a pause. Let's think about if we're informed. Like, are you going to be the voice of reason? Or are you going to be the voice of lunacy, the voice of emotion, the voice of anger, the voice of frustration? The voice of reason is the leader in that room. And so are, the question becomes, in terms of your opinions, in terms of how you argue with people, how you deal with people, are you going to be a strong leader who has strong opinions that are well-informed and important to argue for? Are you going to be a weak and ineffectual person who just wants to have an opinion on everything and will argue for or against anything using maybe statistics that are either made up or you just saw or don't like just don't exist or don't use statistics at all? Which person are you going to be? I know which person is going to win arguments. I know which person is going to advance further in life, but I'm going to let you decide that for yourself. You've listened to the episode so far. You hear me laying out the options and I'm going to let our audience decide for themselves because ultimately that's what it's about. It's about decision and it's about deciding how you go forward. We've gone through this with so many different things. There's so many different things in life currently that you have two paths for and opinions is another one of those things. And so it boils down to strong strength in your opinion or weakness strength equates to being informed taking time to form your opinions and having limited opinions weakness means infinite amount of opinions that are not well informed are not important and ultimately can be easily destroyed by those same strong opinions and so the option is yours the option really is yours in the situation and i think you know the because we have the ability to formulate our opinion, whether we want to dive into it and do extensive, not even extensive research, but just research at all, or simply base it off of something, like you said, that we see five times in a row on social media. I think, you know, we, we, every, we say now, you know, everyone's opinion matters. And I think that we're, we're not trying to say that your opinion doesn't matter, but I think what we're trying to sort of emphasize is that just because you have an opinion and you say that it's your opinion doesn't mean you can't still be wrong. And what I mean by that is if your opinion is un, isn't backed by any sort of rationale, then it's wrong. It's incorrect. It's there's a fallacy within your opinion. There's something that is not, it's just simply not rational. Now I know opinions are heavily based off of what we believe and that that is an emotional thing because we place our value. We have our values for a reason, whether it's religion, you know, culture, whatever, politically but at the end of the day if our opinions are not thoroughly backed by some sort of reason some sort of rationale they are not they are no longer valid opinions i know opinions are supposed to be subjective but also i think it is objective to say that if our opinions aren't backed then they are incorrect they are they're they are flawed and you know i think at the end of the day like we said our this podcast is sort of opinionated, right? We are giving our interpretations of what stoicism is and we're applying it to the modern age, the digital era. But because we've done our research, I think 
I know that we have done our research. And so because of that, the information that we are spreading out is something that we have thoroughly thought through. We have discussed many times before we even record an episode and we have conversations about it. We make sure that the information isn't false, that we're using facts to formulate our opinions. Right. And so, yes, an opinion, everyone is entitled to one. Not everyone is entitled to share it, however. Um, everybody deserves, and it's human nature, to have initial judgments, initial opinions. But the difference between being stoic about it and not is choosing the time and place to share it and when to not. And like you were saying, in a room, in a heated debate, um, the person who sticks to their rationale and doesn't let their emotions or opinions seep into the argument and sort of you know, start to just suffocate their complete, their 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 logic as soon as your opinions start to overwhelm your sense of logic is when you lose the argument and that's what we there was that historical example right the in the courtroom um was it roman i believe when they were arguing uh the taxes right Mm -hmm. um they the stoics were very calm the entire time and that was noticed and that is still noticed today the person who is calm and uses reason will always be the louder person in the room it's not about being louder because louder and more emotional is not as important as being quiet and rational and so i think you know that specifically because especially within school i remember back in high school you were always relatively quiet but everything that came out of your mouth was of high quality and was truthful and was well thought through and so i always remember that because even though you didn't say much everything you said had held high value and so i think that's far more important it's much more important to say less and have it be high quality than to just over speak and say a lot and not actually know what you're talking about. Right. And I think what that stems from is debate. Um, and really what sticks with me is my freshman year. Um, before I even got into stoicism is that I was taught that when you have two people of equal intelligence, of equal standing in the debate, the determinant of who wins that debate is who re- remains calm and who is the most thorough. And those two are tied together. And I won't for I I will not forget that. And it's something that's ironic that that was taught to me my freshman year, and then I discovered Stoicism, and it was the same concept. And so, what that equates to is that it doesn't even have to be a debate, right? Because debate is the context of winning and losing, and so opinions are usually of the same basis. And by and by taking opinion out of the equation, sometimes it doesn't become about winning and losing. It becomes about coexisting. I think we talked about like the major harm is the division that we're seeing. We see people who have their lives ruined by opinions because like the group think you talk about, they buy such into like the group think in America, especially like they storm the Capitol or like they make threats against somebody and get arrested or something like that, just because they're fueled by the group think that social media facilitates when it comes to opinions, especially politically. And that's the major harm. But if you take opinion out of the equation, so you take division out of the equation as well because there isn't winners and losers. There isn't like a sense of like, I have to be right and you have to be wrong. It becomes like just a relaxed environment of like coexisting and not having to be bitter and disagreeing about everything. We're humans. We're going to be bitter and we're going to disagree about some things, but we need to limit that, especially in this day and age. We need to limit that as much as possible. And how we do that is taking equations, taking opinions out of the equation, taking opinions out of the situation as much as possible. And that means developing a sense of what you're passionate about and what you're going to continue to push for. And the opinions that you have that get you into those arguments that don't fall under those values, they go away. 
they are no longer something that you can still have them, but there's something that maybe you shouldn't express as openly, something that you don't need to talk about all the time, something because it's going to prevent you from those arguments and it's going to make you a more peaceful person. We talked about it in terms of like context and leadership. Seneca has a quote um, where he says that the surest way for you to maintain like self-rule control over yourself is to praise moderation and kind of yearn for peace and quiet. And so the hidden aspect of getting rid of these opinions on a personal level is just peace of mind, right? Because if you're somebody who walks through life and somebody is getting heated about something, but you're able to say either, you know, honestly, man, I don't really care about this topic and I don't really want to argue it with you. You know how much more peaceful of a result that is for you compared to like actually getting into it with that person, you know, your, your, your heart rate gets raised. Like you, you kind of got that feeling of like anger and frustration. It's not good for your blood pressure, just like from a health aspect, like all of those things, it's so much healthier for you to just take a step back and say, you know, I don't care about this. Like it's not something that's important enough for me to argue about, or it's something I'm not informed on, or it's something that, you know, I don't just, I just don't want to argue right now. I don't want to argue about it right now. That's such a, such a more calm person, such a better person for it than the person who gets heated. And again, you know, it boils down to in current and present society, some people may get angry that uh, around kind of that situation. They may get angry at you for saying that, but the world's not going to stop because you don't have an opinion on everything. That's the reality of the situation. The world really doesn't care whether you have an opinion on most things. Social media may make it seem like they do care, but the world does not care. And so the, you thinking that, you know, something's going to change because you stopped having an opinion on certain things is not truthful. It's it's a fallacy, like you said, and and it's something that kind of the social media cycle perpetuates. And so if we kind of wrap up today's episodes, the conclusions I want listeners to take away from this episode is don't stop using social media, but use it in a more informed way. Back up what you see on social media with another source. Become a more like media literate person. And secondly, once you become a more media literate person, you check that box of being well informed. So secondly, check if it's important, right? If it's an opinion that you don't think you're going to keep and remember for a year and something that you think can change tomorrow, then it's probably not important enough or solid enough for you to have a strong opinion on. So let it go. And third and finally, you check the box that you're well informed that it's important, make sure that it's helpful and used in a helpful context. This is the application part. This is the appropriate versus inappropriate part. And that and it's a process that takes time. And so I said at the beginning of the episode, start, start small. And where that starts small is stuff that's very trivial, whether like you use the example I used of like, where do you want to go for lunch or where do you want to go for dinner? And you have an opinion that's in conflict with somebody else. Maybe don't express that opinion and, and you know, be a giving person and go to where that person wants to go for the meal. Start small, start there and build up. And you're going to see success in terms of kind of limiting your opinions and limiting the amount of time that you get angry, you get frustrated and you get into those pointless arguments. And I think that was well said and I'll finish, uh, finish that with my, I just have two closing pieces of advice. I would say be very aware that the, the culture of today's, um, opinions and the the way that opinions are formed be sure to avoid the zero sum mentality that it's all or nothing that you're either every you're correct and everyone else is wrong or that if everyone's correct then you're wrong um that's very easy to fall into especially like you were talking about with division how opinions foster and it just it 
fosters division in our country, right? Um, because simply, I think it's also important to note that the the leaders in our country, whether it's political or or not, um, because we they are in such a position of power, it's very easy for them to overrule and win an argument simply by using emotion or an opinion because they're just already in that position of power. And so when we see that, it's very easy to think, oh, well, that's how I can win arguments. That's how I can gain power. But people didn't ever gain power in that way. It's simply just an abuse of power. And I think you can agree, especially let's even give a prominent social media example. Let's talk about Tate for a moment. We've seen times where um, he is simply the louder person in an argument and he simply wins because of that. And so that kind of breeds a generation where we think, oh, if we're louder and we're just more physically powerful than this person, then we're going to win an argument without actually having any reason or rationale. We know that that's not true. So avoid the zero sum mentality that's saying it's all or nothing. I'm either right, completely right or completely wrong. You can come to a compromise and that's what we were talking about, right? Like we need to coexist. We need to be compromising. We need to be understanding of each other. And then secondly, I'll just say again, with so um with social media, do not be the person who this comes from social media, but it's not about social media. Don't the person who walks around and doesn't feel the need to voice their opinions constantly is more confident in their own opinions, typically. Because I feel like if somebody walks around and constantly feels the need to voice their opinions, that means there is something within one of their opinions that is not set in stone and they want other people to hear them constantly to help themselves feel better about the opinions that they have. They need that, you know, validation about their opinion from other people. But if you are truly secure and confident within your own opinions, then you won't feel the need to voice them to every single person you talk to. Even in a situation where like if you had an opinion on, I don't know, fast food and you got into a conversation about the fast food industry per se, and you were confident in your opinions, you wouldn't necessarily feel the need to share everything you know because you are very confident in what you believe so be well versed in the things that you speak about because also just the way that you in the manner that you talk about them shows a lot about how confident you are um and so with that i think you know we've dived into this episode pretty deeply um and we sort of acknowledge all the major points but at the end of the day research be knowledgeable have a have a structural have a very strong foundation for where your opinions stem from and also like you were saying to keep peace of mind don't feel the need to voice your opinions constantly and to argue about every single thing you have an opinion on because that will lead your life to be a lot more stressful right um like you said i think we've dived pretty deep um this has been kind of the gen z stoic around opinions not needing to have an opinion on everything um we thank you for listening if you've listened this far be sure to check out our website genzstoic.com and in the spirit of opinions, give us our, give us your opinion on how we're doing. In terms of the podcast, give us your opinion on the website. Those are valuable opinions to us, and we're, they're ones that we want to hear. And so this has been Ren. This has been the Gen Z Stoic. I'm your co-host, Mateo. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening.